Thank you, Brandon, my buddy. Stu Men's back in town. Thanks to uh, Sailor Jerry for singing on the Homegrown Show. She's not only a good singer, she is hot. Awesome person. <laughs> uh, thanks to Sailor Jerry. Hey, welcome to the Four Outdoorsmen, everybody. And uh, I'm back in town. And, and uh, my buddy Mark is next welcome to Welcome back. Yeah, that's good. This time, our buddy Sam is gone. It's like a rotation, me and somebody. It is, yeah. It's, it's, but I'll uh, be gone next week, so you guys have to take it from here. So it'll be Sam and Sam and Strew show. Yeah, I had a, had a chance to. Uh, uh, this is the Four Outdoorsman, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hey, I'll tell you what. Before I even start, I got to do a shout out for my buddy Mark Burkhammer. He's uh, winning a bridge tournament in North Carolina. He's an avid listener. Listens every week, and I felt matter of fact, I think he came back tonight. He might be on the airplane or just got back. So. Uh, Maybe he won something. I don't know how you play bridge, but a you, traveling bridge tournament that's player. A, yeah, that's that's a, a new one for me. Well, I told you before on the way here. He's he's played bridge with he's he's like a nationally known kind of guy, you know. And he's played bridge with uh, Bill Gates and Steve Jobs and a whole bunch of people like that. Yeah, he he's um, he he knows the game. So powerful, rich people like bridge. Apparently, I guess, I guess so. But um, Mark Burkheimer might be rich, but he's not powerful. I'll tell you that. But. Uh, <laughs> It is not rich either, but it's a good guy. Hey, welcome to the Four Outdoorsman. I was gone last week because uh, I'm going to lash out for my, my granddaughter, Allie, graduated from Chisago Lakes and uh, had a struggle getting there, but she hung in there and more power to her. And I'll get good luck for the rest of your life and the next phase of your life. So it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, so what's new with you, Marky? How's your week been? It's been a good week. I'm getting ready to be gone for a week again so it's been a summer of travels went to alaska came back for a week went to balsam beach resort had an awesome time with my in-laws and now this saturday i'm going to cast lake for a week at sunset cove resort uh friends of mine that sponsor minnesota bound and uh, i've never been to cast lake in my life so i'm really excited bill shirt goes there quite a bit uh from minnesota bound he likes to fish muskies there Heard it's a great resort, so I'm excited to uh, spend a week up there. I heard the nickname of the owner of Cass Lake Resort is is Mama. They call her Mama. Mama Cass. Mama Cass. Yes. She that died was... of a ham sandwich. <laughs> I know. She yeah, died of a ham sandwich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So life is a bitch, and then you die. That's what you're telling us, right? You keep going and going and going. Yeah, and I, I'm excited. I, you know, like I mentioned in the last show, I'm learning different ways to fish walleyes and different tactics. And why don't you uh, just buy a new game? I did. Oh, you did. I went to Cabela's today. Yes. And I bought a trolling rod with a line counter. I've never owned one. I've used them before. In uh, We used them in Devil's Lake with Tanner. Um, I, I just want to up my trolling game. So I bought some lead core. I've never used lead core in my life. And so I got this trolling set up and I'm going to try trolling deep because that's what they tell me is in the summer, you want big fish midday. You got to troll deep, 25, 30 feet of water sometimes, maybe. And so I don't really have a setup where I could get down there. So now I'm going to do it. You're buying it like you're a golfer. You got to buy a good game, right? So if I do catch a fish, it'll be about $45 a pound. <laughs> Fishing is not cheap. No, it is not cheap. It's, not a, but, uh, it's uh, I really enjoy getting new gear, though. It's, it's definitely a guilty pleasure of mine. I don't. Spend a ton of money on other stuff, probably more than I should, but um, I love buying fishing gear. You were like and Sam. using it once. Like Sam always says, every time he goes fishing, buys $100 worth of stuff and ends up fishing with his gold jig. Yep, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Hey, speaking of fishing, we're going to have a uh, couple of big shots, three big shots on the show tonight. We're going to start out with uh, uh, Karen McTavish. Yeah. And uh, she's a musky lady. 
I'm not even sure where she lives. I got the name of the town, but I'm not exactly sure where it is. But she uh, started fishing late as a musky person, and she's avid, and she's hooked. Be a lot of fun talking to her. Then we got the young boys who won the Blackfish Classic. Yeah, shout out to them. I followed that tournament um, mostly because we had Travis on, and I work with Travis. And we had him on last week, and he talked all about uh, what he's going to do. So I, I did take some interest. Turns out Travis got fifth place, so congrats. That's awesome. I think he got check for $2,000, and I joked that that would just about cover the gas for the week uh, getting there. But um, these two fellows, Brandon and Jer, they won the whole shebang. So um, it was an impressive crowd of fishermen. There was a lot of big names. So to win a tournament like that and take home ten grand, that is something to be proud of for sure. I was out there you know, for a couple of hours and, and uh, had a great time BSing with everybody, and Mike Rates and, and – and, uh, uh, Matt and, Johnson and was Matt there. Johnson was Thane there. Thane was probably Thane, there. Thane gave me a big hug. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And and I only saw the first flight came in, and and uh, Adam Griffith was in the first flight, and they did nineteen whatever it was, and they had a really good really good run. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were leading for a little bit for until like the seventh or eighth people came in, but it was pretty impressive how many. What's interesting about that, especially, is that this is a big deal. A hundred teams, two person teams, and. Uh, Apparently, there was like two or three fishing tournaments within the last three weeks on Minnetonka as well. Yeah. yeah. And how do they keep producing and bringing those fish in? Well, luckily, if most people throw all their bass back. But yeah, that lake has been pounded. So, and Travis talked about that, how you'd have to find different spots because you go to your favorite spot and, and there's probably five people already in that exact spot. So, and, and that's hard to believe in such a big lake with so many spots, but it's a popular lake. It's a huge lake and it produces fish. So, it's it's always busy. And it's recreational busy, too. So I wonder um, how far these guys go. You know, we're going to ask all these questions as well. Mm-hmm. You know, they, it's like you know, the, the, the fish are always at the other end of the lake, right? One of those things. Yeah. And I listened to the show on the way home from the cabin because I was not here, and I was on the way to uh, a Red Wing to golf with my buddy Wade Ryan. So I got up early in the morning, and I played the, the podcast, and I got a kick out of when, uh, when uh, uh, Travis was on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Travis Frank was on. And he was saying there's 100 teams, and he's drawn – 98. Yeah. And so it's like people have been on the water for over an hour already. Right. So where do you go? I don't Yeah. Know. And the timing wise, we talked about that too, is like, uh, you know, first thing in the morning is when you want to be fishing. Yeah. And if you're sitting there for an hour waiting to launch, that's, that's a big disadvantage. But hey, if they still got fifth, that's great. What's, what's funny to me is they, they knew almost exactly how much they needed before the tournament started. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? He's like, I know. With the size fish here and the amount of people and the good fishermen, we're going to need at least 20-some pounds. Yeah. He knew that off the bat, yeah. so um, they knew they had to go for the big fish. He said we have to average five pounds of fish, and he was pretty much right. Yeah. I got to find out also, I was trying to find out, didn't get a good answer, how much, how, uh, there was an eight-pound bass caught. Mm-hmm. How old is that fish? How do they determine? How quickly do bass grow? How do they determine how old that fish is? It's got to be in the water that for a long time. That would be a six-year-old probably? It's bigger than that. Longer than that. I'm just guessing. A lot longer than that, I think. <laughs> I, I don't think. know how bass, I don't think bass yeah, live longer yeah. than 10 years, do they? Even Cliff Clavin doesn't know the answer <laughs> for that one. I thought I, I thought you would f- go for it, like if I sounded like I knew what no, I was talking no, about. No, 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 no. Hey, speaking of uh, fishing men and fishing places and all kinds of things, Ely, Minnesota and Arrowhead Outdoors, well, uh, we got uh, Steve Renneberg on the line. Steven, how are you, sir? Good. How about you guys? Every day is a gift. Steven and, and Chris own Arrowhead Outdoors, one of our great sponsors. Um, literally the best bait camping and fishing store in all of Ely and anything 
surrounding Ely. But uh, what's happening up in Ely, Minnesota these days? We haven't talked to you for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, the fishing's still going pretty good here. We're just starting to come into that trolling season here. So, Mark, you better listen up here. So, I mean, <laughs> I will. <laughs> and, you know, you got to remember a year ago, through a year ago, I had your little nephew up here. We got that 27 inch walleye trolling in the evening here. Yeah, he was for his first so, fish. Yep, yep. His, his so, that's I mean, one that's heck that's of a first fish. Right now, those bigger walleyes are pulling out and they're starting to chase Cisco's a lot more. So, you'll get them over that 20, 30 feet down over anywhere from 40 to 60, 80 feet of water right now. Wow. So, so what you're so, saying, so what you're saying is, is, is what Mark is believing that if you're fishing this time of the year and you got to go down 25, 30, 35 feet, lead core is the right decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Lead core, and then like Mark was saying, line counters. It's all about repeat, repeat, repeat. You know, you catch one fish, just remember how much line you had out, how many colors you had out, and, and just repeat it and keep going. And it's pretty successful. Pretty, pretty good. Cool. Hey, Steve, I got a question for you. Yeah. So I don't have a kicker on my boat. And um, if I'm in, you know, going as slow as I can with the main motor, it gets up to 2.3, 2.4. And it's hard for me to go under that. Um, mm-hmm. And then my trolling motor will go maybe 1.4. Mm-hmm. Am I out of the wheelhouse? What, would you rather go faster when you're trolling deep or, or slower? No, typically you're going a little bit faster and kind of in that, uh, I'd say, 1.8 to 2.5. Okay. Uh, it just kind of depends a little bit. And some tricks you can do, Mark, is you can face that boat into the wind and the waves, yeah. and that'll cool you down a little bit too. But, uh, you know, consistency, consistency is key there, but you're definitely within the range of trolling there. Don't worry about you that. You know what I, I did, and I don't know if this is genius or stupid like most things that I do, for a while, I turned my trolling motor, pushing the motor against the main motor. So I, I pointed it towards myself <laughs> and put it on while I ran my main motor. Am I going to burn my engine out, or was that a genius idea? <laughs> I'll burn your batteries up. That's about well, all I'll do. But, you know, and one trick you can do, too, Mark, is throw out a little drift stock, too. Yeah. I know guys will drag those around, too. Well, that sounds like something I would tangle about 15 hooks into my first cast. <laughs> yep, yep. But, uh, well, yeah, well, maybe I'll keep doing that if, uh, if you don't think it'll burn the motor out. I don't really care about the battery because those can recharge. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that, that's what everyone says. Two miles an hour is the way to go. And I'm like, that's the only speed I can't hit. You know, it's, yeah. funny, it's funny you mentioned the, the drift sock. Um, many, many years ago, my son Nick and I went up to Lake Capitogama with a guy who was a mortgage banker in the real estate industry, of which I was a part of for many, many years. And we went up, his name was Bob Wyduck, that's what was his name, and he was as avid as anyone could be. And I didn't, he, he was nuts, but what was cool about it, we got up there late, and we're going to fish till midnight, whatever, and at 6 o'clock in the evening, he puts a grill on the shoreline with a prime rib on it. And we're out there fishing, and he threw, it was windy, he threw a windsock out, I had no idea what it was. And, and they had walkie-talkies and all that, but as we got closer, within a quarter mile of the shoreline, you can smell that prime rib at 11 o'clock Ooh. at night. Oh, mm. man, that was fishing, boy. That was fun. I'm not How's sure that? if you caught a fish or not, but that was that was good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. What's new with Arrowhead Outdoors? Uh, you know, not too much here. We're just uh, we're gearing up here. Actually, believe it or not, we're gearing up for winter here, actually. we got a couple uh, trade shows coming up here next month, and uh, we're going we're gonna to see what's new for winter here. Where uh, Where are the trade shows? Uh, believe it or not, the trade shows are actually down in St. Cloud there. and There's two of them down there for us, and then uh, we'll have one over in Wisconsin Dells. 
Give me the dates of the St. Cloud shows. If you have them. Come on. Chris has them. On the spot. What's the name of the show? Unfortunately, it's closed to the public there. Oh, what? (laughs) Who's it for? Yep. Is it just for bait shop big shots or what? Yep. Yep. It's just uh, big industry wholesalers that put this one on here for us. And uh, we get to just invite all. Everybody has an account with them. They invite them in, and then they wine and dine us. And we get to see what's new for ice fishing and new for tackle next year, we get to put in orders for next year already. That's so. fun. That's kind of like that place then down in Florida where all those guys go. Yeah, what? ICAST. Mm-hmm. I- yep. I- yeah, yep. yeah. Well, good for you guys. Now we're getting close to now. It's yeah, it's almost August. Tomorrow is going to be August, which means here come bird hunting and whatnot. How's it looking mm-hmm. up? How's it looking up there? Yeah, actually, the DNR just released that uh, the drum counts are way up this year, so they're expecting the numbers to be really high this year. So you know, last year. Grouse hunting was excellent. We had a double hatch last year. They're saying that they had excellent survival over the winter because of the heavy snow we had up here. Right. And so they're expecting the grouse hunting this year to be excellent again, even maybe even better than last year. You know, it's interesting. Uh, one of the friends of mine who is part owner of the hunting shack that we have, the Polish Palace on Mud Creek Road, his family goes up there all the time. He's up there right now, and his kids and nephews and friends, small bird hunt all the time. And last year... They, you can't say slaughter. They did really well with grouse honey, and that was, mm-hmm. and that was within three or four hours with a couple of dogs. They had a wonderful time, shot a lot of birds. It's even going to be better this year, apparently, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's what they're saying. So hopefully this year you can get his limit in about two hours here. Oh, How do you fun. slow those things down? They're too, <laughs> they're too fast to hit. You have to turn the trolling motor the other direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you grouse hunt yourself, Steve? What's that? Do you grouse hunt? Yeah, well, I, I try to get out when I can here. I get out a little bit here in October, here late October. I can sneak out for a little bit to get a, get a little grouse hunting before the deer season gets going. But you were talking about you're talking about uh, the seasons are changing right away I, within months here, weeks. If you want to talk about it, how does that change your inventory? Are you pretty much basically the same stuff twelve months out of the year? No, 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 not at all here. Actually, you know, when we come in the fall here, uh, we're going to hopefully change it up, get some bigger minnows in here, uh, start loading up for those, you know, trophy fish hunters here this fall. And then uh, we'll, we'll start turning things over here uh, and, and for uh, archery here pretty quick. And then we got uh, grouse hunting, which is a huge thing up here. And then we got deer season too. So, we, you know, we're constantly changing everything over. And somewhere in there, somewhere in November, i got to change everything over for ice fishing because it's pretty common up here. We're ice fishing by Thanksgiving. Wow. The earliest I've seen it here is Halloween. So, so I think geez, seasons change quick here. You and Lukey have to change jobs, and you can take off three weeks in, in you know, in 45 <laughs> days, those kind of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's never-ending, that's for sure. All right, Steve, of Airhead Outdoors, uh, the bait shop and uh, – the best bait shop, and of course, Ollie Ely, Minnesota, and, and Chrissy, hi to her. Take care of those grandkids. Thanks for, for being part of the show. Thanks for all those tips. And Mark's going to catch some fish, I'll tell you, just because of what you talked to him. Yeah, about. So, thanks yeah. for the help. Excellent, yeah. Excellent. yeah. All right, take care yeah. of yourself and keep listening to the show, and uh, thanks for being our friend. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. We'll talk to you later on. Yeah, yep. We're going to be right back with Karen, Karen McTavish. Yeah. You think she's Irish? Probably. Think she. Oh. 
Missed part of Bob Outdoors? No problem. Just click on the Weekend tab at MyBobCountry.com to listen back to the four outdoorsmen anytime. Minnesota's largest outdoor event is back this summer for its 41st year. Game Fair. Check out dozens of hunting, fishing, and dog training seminars. Visitors can see more than 300 exhibitors, plus enjoy games for dogs and youth. Try the latest, greatest equipment and enjoy the world-famous duck and goose calling contest. Game Fair runs two weekends, rain or shine, August 12th, 13th, and 14th, and August 19th, 20th, and 21st at the Armstrong Ranch. See complete details at GameFair.com. Call Dazeal Heating and AC when you need dependable, affordable, and professional AC repair at your West Metro or Wright County home. Dazeal knows the feeling when your AC goes out on a hot summer day. Don't sweat over a unit that's on the fritz. Dazeal's team of licensed and certified HVAC technicians are here to help. Dazeal's trucks are stocked to repair any AC system and can get your cool air flowing again. Suspect a problem? Call the top dog today before your AC goes out. They will come running to your rescue before it's too late. DazealHVAC.com. Looking for the perfect northern Minnesota family summer vacation? Then you must check out Balsam Beach Resort and RV Camp just south of Bemidji. The fishing on Lake Plantagenet is great, but the emphasis here is family. The cabins are beautiful yet rustic, the grounds perfectly maintained. The beautiful pool is heated and there are plenty of water toys to keep the kids smiling all day long. See for yourself why many guests return year after year after year, the four outdoorsmen included. Visit BalsamBeachResort.com. Guys, I think I found a cheat code for the healthcare system, Everest Men's Health. They're a complete health clinic for men. I received a more complete body assessment and blood test than I ever have in my life for less than a copay at most general practitioner clinics. You two can schedule a $50 testosterone test, including blood testing, body composition, and consultation with one of Everest Men's Health's medical experts at one of their three Twin Cities locations. Go to EverestMensHealth.com. Hey, Devil's Lake, North Dakota is much more than fishing. Walleye. And you've got Devil's Lake Classic Cars and Hot Rods. Jumbo Perch. The annual rodeo is a must. Casino. And the ever-popular wine walk through downtown. Duck hunting. Annual rib fest, that's a blast for sure. Whitetails. Holiday Christmas light competitions, amazing. Pheasant hunting. And Shiver Fest right around the corner. More walleyes, five a day, ten in possession, all year long. I'll tell you what, Devil's Lake is truly an outdoor lover's destination. Go to devilslakend.com. Everyone with a boat knows how hectic it can be at the boat ramp. With all the commotion, it's key to get your trailer in and out of the water as quickly and safely as possible. That's why we have partnered with Boat Load Mate. Boat Load Mate is an automatic boat latch that allows you to quickly launch your boat and load your boat without getting your feet wet. With Boat Load Mate, the process is effortless. Check out their website at www.boatloadmate.com or buy it on Amazon. You know, you can't say Ely without thinking of Arrowhead Outdoors, Ely, Minnesota's best bait and camping store. And whether you love walleye, pike, panfish, or trout, Arrowhead has more variety of bait and tackle than any other store for many miles. And Chris and Steve, well, they're going to treat you like family. One of our listeners, Will Goble, says, Thanks to Chris and Steve for helping make our last three weeks the very best. Your tips on where to fish and what to use, well, they're the reasons we did so well. I love Arrowhead Outdoors in Ely, Minnesota. 
Blackfish Gear has the apparel you need for all of your outdoor adventures. From rain gear with industry-leading fabric technology to ensure you stay dry in the wettest conditions, to UPF sun protection apparel that keeps you cool and your skin protected on the hottest days. And for those cool and blustery days, our soft shell gear will keep you warm and comfortable with the combination of premium fleece and a windproof and weather-resistant outer layer. You can't choose the weather, but you can choose how to dress for it. Choose Blackfish Gear. Learn more at blackfishgear.com. Tis the season of camping, boating, and fishing, and you don't want to be left out because your trailer's broken. Crystal Welding in Maple Grove can fix it and get you back to the outdoors. Crystal Welding offers a wide variety of services, including welding, maintenance, and repairs for all types of trailers. Crystal Welding is your one-stop shop for all of your trailer needs. Go to crystalwelding.com for more information. Crystal Welding. Solutions. Service. Results. Crystal Welding gets the job Tired of power sport dealers not having what you want? Sick of supply chain issues excuse? Power Lodge currently has the largest inventory of CF Moto ATVs, UTVs, and side-by-sides in stock in Minnesota. The 2022 CF Moto lineup is better than ever and comes stocked with lots of great accessories like winches, roofs, USB charging ports, handguards, and more. Work smarter and play harder with CF Moto. Stop by Power Lodge in Ramsey or Onamia to see why CF Moto is the fastest growing brand in the power sports industry. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. They say to never mess with the classics, but Panera did just that and more with our new Chef's Chicken Sandwiches. By using pan-seared chicken, our secret garlic aioli recipe, Parmesan crisps, and pickle chips, all on a buttery brioche roll. Because if no one messed with the classics, you never have a chicken sandwich this good. New Chef's Chicken Sandwiches from Panera. Only $1 delivery fee when you order on our app. Restrictions apply. For details, visit PaneraBread.com slash delivery info. It's Neil here for Zero Res, my carpet and duct cleaning heroes. Oh, we Minnesotans love to have our windows open during the summer, but you know what that means. More allergens, more dust, and more dirt blowing around your house. To combat that, Zero Res is offering a three-room cleaning special starting at just $149, plus you get $75 off your air duct cleaning. Call 952-ZERO-RES or go online to ZeroResMinnesota.com. Book your cleaning today and tell them Neil sent you from Bob FM. It's Scott County Fair time and there's lots to do in 2022. Come for the food, music, and midway and stay for the grandstand events. Wednesday is the night of destruction with a figure eight trailer race and combine demo derby. Thursday and Friday are tractor pulls and Saturday is the demolition derby. New this year are lumberjack shows, the Irish Dance Academy, and more. Don't forget about the live music and Bob FM's Brandon Backstrom live broadcast at the fair on Friday afternoon. There's so much to see at the Scott County Fair, July 20. 27th through the 31st. For more information, go to scottcountyfair.org. Broadcasting live from the Barnhouse Exteriors Studios. Go to barnhouseexteriors.com. Have storm damage? Need a new roof? Go to barnhouseexteriors.com for a free, no obligation consultation. Total Country Bob FM. All right, welcome back to the Four Outdoors, everybody. My buddy Mark is next to me. Brandon's behind the glass, and uh, Mark Fisher is in 
the studio with Brandon right now, getting ready for your show called Real Talk Outdoors at 7 o'clock. So uh, after our show, listen to those guys. They're a lot of fun as well. Good promo. I think. Thank you very much, man. I went to Hamlin University to learn that crap. Mm-hmm. We got a great lady on the show right now. Her name is Karen McTavish. Karen, welcome to the Four Outdoorsmen. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You bet. I'll tell you what. Listen, I got to I got to do something to kind of embarrass you before we start this Uh-oh. thing. So go ahead, Brandon. My oldest brother just had his first baby. Okay, so cool. I'll tell him about the lackluster response here in baby. <laughs> But I was over at his house when he had his first baby, and, and that's when I realized something. In the Midwest, whether you have your first baby or you catch your first muskie, the questions are exactly the same. Yeah, what was the wait? What was the wait? How long did it take you to pull her out of the drink? Was this your first one? You know, we were starting to wonder if you didn't know how to use your pole, you know? My brother wants me to take his first picture with him and his baby girl, and I'm sitting there, I'm holding the camera. You know what he's doing? He's holding her closer to the camera so she looks bigger. You're laughing, you're on Tinder right now. (laughs) Now that is wonderful. That's Charlie Behrens, and somehow, I don't know how you got a hold of this. I found this on your Facebook page. Uh, We're talking with Karen McTavish. She's an, an avid, avid musky lady. And I found that on your Facebook page as well, and we've had Charlie Barron's on a couple of times. It is funny, and I thought of you right away because you get so <laughs> excited. That's wonderful. How did you find that? Are you a Charlie Barron's fan? Well, here, here's the thing. Um, you know, I started obsessing full-time three years ago about <laughs> musky fishing. Yes. And so I'm, I'm pretty much wired for it. And it's the thing, like a lot of people would think that sitting in a boat for days and days and days and not Seeing a fish would be pretty, you know, hard to deal with. Right. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm just wired that way that I can, like today I went out on the St. Louis River in Duluth, Minnesota for six hours in a kayak, really rough, really windy, and never saw a fish. My body's totaled, and <laughs> I still had fun. Yeah, <laughs> especially in a kayak. I've done it in canoes and boats and things like that, going on the boundary waters. But uh, never a kayak for six hours. I don't care what kind well, of kayak you have. It's got to be. It's yeah, gotta... this is this is a souped up kayak. I have a power. I have a fish finder. I have a trolling motor. I can stand in it. It's a Hobie fourteen foot pro angler. Wow. Have you ever pulled up a big muskie in that? It's got to be thrilling to have one right next to you, right when you're next to the water. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's. Yes. And you have to, you know, keep your cool. You have to, you know, your whole body's shaking because these, these are pretty big fish. Oh, yeah. And uh, they could, they could um, if you're not ready, um, you could easily lose it or actually fall in, you know, because <laughs> you have to stand up to see them follow into the boat. So, yeah, it's, it's, there's lots of things that could go wrong. One lure that you didn't put back in your box and, you're stepping on it, you know. It's not a lot of room. Well, yeah, that because those lures are about fourteen to sixteen inches long. I think something like that. Aren't Forty dollars a piece. Yeah, they're yeah, they're, they're not they're cheap. not a, they're not cheap. We're talking. Yeah, wait, about, go ahead, Karen. I'm sorry. Well, go ahead. You were going to say something. Oh, I, you only like you have to really keep it simple. I'm I'm one of those anglers that has a ton of musky lures. I think I have three rows on one wall in my garage <laughs> full of musky lures. And um, so I'm, re- I'm sort of, you know, a nut about 
um, which baits to use. But if I keep it really simple, it's a bucktail, a topwater, and I usually throw like um, some sort of rubber swim bait. So you want to say, okay, you've got all those lures out there. You're like the average fisherman when it comes to that. Mark and I were just talking about tackle boxes before while we were off the air, and, and you might have 30, 40, 50, 60 of those baits. How many of those do you regularly use? Four, five, six? Well, today, today on the river, I went out with probably, you know, two dozen, and I was regretting some of the um, lures that I didn't take with me in the kayak. <laughs> you need therapy, young lady. That's, uh, oh, this is fun. We're talking with Karen McTavish. She's out of uh, Chester Park, Minnesota. Duluth. Yeah, right by Duluth, and and uh, you're yeah. a quilter by trade. Yep. I didn't have a chance to see any of the stuff on on how did you become a quilter. That's not a, 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 a real common vocation. How long have you been doing quilts? Yeah, I've been quilting since 1997. And, you know, I've been fishing all my life, but, you know, sometimes you just got to get away from, from quilting and, oh, yeah. and go off and fish. Yeah. And it's like the one thing that, so I'm, I'm really happy with my work life and my, you know, after work life. So I have two passions and I'm really lucky to have good them. Good for you. Good for well, you. Well, I bet you're really good at tying fishing knots. <laughs> you have that just yeah. natural, uh, you know, ability, I bet, with all your quilting experience. I think, I think with musky fishing, you, you just have to be super engaged and you, you can't, the musky kind of know when you're not paying attention because <laughs> that's when they show up yep. and that's when you like totally, you know, make mistakes and, it's just, it's crazy making. Like, most of the time I'm sitting in my kayak going, you're an idiot. You missed that fish. <laughs> That's you know, funny. Especially at top water when you have a giant fish hit on top water and you're, like, not paying attention. It's really easy to lose a fish. I would imagine and, that happens a lot. Yeah. It has to happen um, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've, just, I've just stuck it out. You know, I um, now I work with the cadence of every bait. Try to, like, today I... I, I was having a not very successful day, and I decided to run a um, walk-the-dog-style bait, which is the back-and-forth, back-and-forth. And that's something that I want to learn and get really good at. So I just, you know, practice my level on the, on the river when nothing's happening. So there's no, there you know, there's no wasted time for you on the, on the water, that's for sure. What's that? There's no wasted water. You're always very progressive there's always something happening that's going to benefit you somewhere down the line right right yeah. right exactly hey we're talking so, um go ahead one of my goals was to um you know so i first when i started musky fishing i had a lot of guides like a private class on musky fishing it's well worth the money to hire a guide so i would hire guides and they would help me learn you know what i needed to do and i i started to be able to really bomb out those casts and um, work on um, not freezing when I get a strike. Like I have a tendency to freeze and not and not um, hook set right. So um, I had to get over that. And then this year's goal, and I couldn't believe I did it, but this year's goal was to hold a, a 50 plus must with myself without dropping it in the boat. <laughs> and I did, and I did that this year. So. Yay! <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, that's that funny. The, the, so awesome. Yeah, the the one of the guides taught her, gave her tips on how to hold that muskie so it doesn't it, it doesn't fall. This got to weigh 20, 30, 40 pounds. Who knows what they weigh? But that's a big fish. I've never held one that big. I couldn't do it. 
yeah, you have there's a little notch under their jaw, and people have tried to explain how to hold the muskie, but this last time it just clicked, and I and having your hand on the gill plate is really scary because they're like razor blades in there. Oh, yeah. And um, so I have to just get over my and trust that my grip is really strong, and then I was able to do it. I couldn't believe it. Good for you. That was a goal, and I did it. Good for you. Yeah, and I didn't drop her because my biggest fear is hurting the fish. Yeah. And uh, you know, making you know, making a terrible situation for the fish as easy as possible, so there's no delayed mortality. And you know, I, they're like diamonds to me. I just respect them so much. Go ahead, Mark. Hey, Karen. Mark here. So next week, I'm taking my family to Cass Lake, and Cass Lake is known uh-huh. to have some muskies. I have fished, fished my entire life, and I've never caught oh. a muskie. To be honest with you. And I would love to try. I, I do have some basics, a big bucktail, a bulldog, and, you know, some, some of your two or three basic musky lures. Sure. What, what do you recommend for a first-timer? Um, what, what would be so, the easiest throw, and where should I be looking? So, of course, you're going to need um, a couple pairs of really long needle-nose pliers. Yep. And you also want to have a bolt cutter in case you mm-hmm. um, need to cut hooks. And the number one, number one thing you have to have is a is a, a hook file because you want to make sure those each treble is like you want to run it across the, your thumbnail, mm-hmm. and if it's sharp enough, if it drags across your thumbnail, it's not sharp enough because you really got to dig those hooks in there because they're so hard. The mm-hmm. fish have you know really bony jaws, yep. so super sharp hooks, a treble or sorry. Um, you know, needle nose pliers, and then I actually have two bolt cutters because if I drop one in the lake, that's easy to do when you're messing with the fish. Right. Um, one more thing, um, I've lost huge muskies because my net wasn't big enough. <laughs> so I couldn't lift the fish out of the water. I had it halfway in and halfway out, and those hooks grab onto the net, and one shake, and that fish is gone. Right. So it's very common to lose a fish in the netting process. It's really important to have a huge net. Good and advice. It's all, it's all like a live well, too. Mm-hmm. We're talking with Karen uh, McTavish. Of kind of, let's go back up a little bit. You're above, it's, it's no secret you're 56 years old, although you don't look like it and don't sound like it because you got so much energy and a lot of fun. What caused you at the age of 53, 54 years old to start this game? Oh, you gave me two, you made me two years younger. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, I, I don't know what it is. It's just, it, um, it's always something that I thought, I'll be honest, I thought it was a, a man's game. I thought it was, you know, women, women couldn't, couldn't do it on their own. Um, I always dreamed that I'd be able to catch a muskie by myself, and I did that my first year. Um, I never, it's just, I just never thought it would be something I could achieve. And now I'm so um, ready to get a, like a tiller boat, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. so that's my next goal. And I, you know, I sit there and I look at boats all day long on the internet and it's just like, how can I be a boat owner? But I know how to back, you know, before I didn't know how to back up a trailer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had to really start scratch. And so now I'm backing up a trailer. So I have these little goals and I just work to achieve them. So now my big, you know, goal is next year, this spring, get a boat. I use both. And so, you know, I can't imagine, you know, putting all your gear in a in a boat and then just not having to unload it every time like a kayak. Yeah. So 
Good for you, young lady. I'll tell you what, Karen, we're going to wrap this up. We've got Listen to the rest of the show. We've got a couple of guys who are bass fishermen, and they won the uh, Blackfish uh, Classic on Minnetonka Monday. That should be a lot of fun. Karen McTavish, I'm proud of you. Be proud of yourselves. And I tell you what, you're going to be down at River Center in a year or two doing seminars at the uh, some kind of fish show for sure. I can guarantee that. Okay. You bet. All right. Take care of yourself. Thanks, Thanks for so being much on. For you, me. you bet. Take care of yourself. Take care. That's a special lady. She's really nice. Really you, cool. Holy, Good interview. Thanks holy, for getting that. Sure. Holy buckets. Well, you and I wouldn't. We don't have that passion. I just really respect people that decide they're going to try something and and just go for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have never done that. I try, but then I give up. Yeah. You jumped over a sawhorse one time. You tried did. that. That didn't work though. No. No. We're gonna be right back. We've got Brandon Paul and Jared Zitzloff of the uh, Black. Uh, Blackfish Classic on Minnetonka last Monday. They not only fished, they won the darn thing. Listen to Total Country Bob FM anytime, anywhere, online at mybobcountry.com. Thanks to Aurora Asphalt and Concrete. Go to aurora-asphalt.com for a free quick estimate. Balsam Beach Resort, the only resort on Lake Plantagenet, and that's five miles south of Bemidji. With 2,500 acres of pristine waters, you're going to find some of the best fishing northern Minnesota has to offer. Balsam Beach has been owned by Patty and Clint for nearly 30 years, so you know they treat their guests as family. There's something for everyone from swimming, biking, hiking, daily activities, even Friday night bonfires, or just relaxing in the sun. Let the simple pleasures of fresh air and sunsets do their magic at Balsam Beach Resort. Minnesota's largest outdoor event is back this summer for its 41st year. Game Fair. Check out dozens of hunting, fishing, and dog training seminars. Visitors can see more than 300 exhibitors, plus enjoy games for dogs and youth. Try the latest, greatest equipment and enjoy the world-famous duck and goose calling contest. Game Fair runs two weekends, rain or shine, August 12th, 13th, and 14th, and August 19th, 20th, and 21st at the Armstrong Ranch. See complete details at GameFair.com. Mark here, and a few months into my treatment plan, custom designed by Everest Men's Health, I'm feeling more energized, I'm getting leaner, and I have more motivation than I've had in years. Everest Men's Health is a complete men's health clinic designed for men like you and me to get the most out of life. Go to EverestMensHealth.com to schedule a complete testosterone and body composition consultation for only $50. Visit one of their three Twin Cities locations. I am glad I did. Devil's Lake, North Dakota is much more than fishing. Walleyes. You've got Devil's Lake classic cars and hot rods. Jumbo perch. The annual rodeo is a must. Mm, casino. The ever-popular wine walk through downtown. Yeah, a lot of duck hunting, too. Annual rib fest is a blast for sure. Whitetails. Holiday Christmas light competition, amazing. Pheasant hunting. And shiver fest right around the corner. You know, there's more walleyes, five a day, ten in possession all year long. Devil's Lake is truly an outdoors lover's destination. DevilsLakeND.com Most of the time I take out my boat, I'm either with my kids or by myself, which makes trailering my boat a process. With Boat Load Mate, it's a lot easier. I just drive up my trailer and it safely latches the transom. To launch, I just back into the water and it floats over the latch. It's super easy to use and very simple to install. Only $129. It's totally worth it. Visit BoatLoadMate.com or find it on Amazon. 
Last year we went to an event that was an incredibly good time and we'd love to invite you this year. It's called Landcastle 2022 and Winstead Outdoor Show presented by Burkhan Outdoors. It's September 9th and 10th in Winstead, Minnesota. Hook up your fish house and join the party. Design the fish house of your dreams from Smoky Hills Outdoor Store. Shop the vendor market from companies like Clam and Ice Castle. Listen to music or enjoy barbecue and beer from Big Boar Barbecue. Tickets and details at LandcastleSummerfest.com. Welcome back, Arrowhead Outdoors Bait and Tackle and Camping Store in Ely, Minnesota. Sure, you can buy your live bait at a local gas station, but it might be dead before you get to the lake. Or you can talk with Chris and Steve at Arrowhead. They work with local suppliers, and they have the freshest, liveliest minnows and leeches in the entire area. And that's for sure. But tell you while you're at it, bring your coffee cup and spend a few minutes getting all the advice you need to make your trip to Ely one of the fantastic memories of life. I've been patronizing these guys for many, many years. you got to find out why. Arrowhead Outdoors, Ely, Minnesota. What's the difference between a good net and a great net? Simple, it's all in the features. The Fortis nets by Clam Outdoors are tough, safe on fish, easy to use, and are backed by a limited time warranty, so you can count on your landing net catch after catch. Available in a wide array of options for all types of anglers, choose from various hoop shapes and sizes, handle lengths and colors. You pick the net that fits your fishing needs and style the best. Learn more at clamoutdoors.com. Tired of power sport dealers not having what you want? Sick of supply chain issues excuse? Power Lodge currently has the largest inventory of CF Moto ATVs, UTVs, and side-by-sides in stock in Minnesota. The 2022 CF Moto lineup is better than ever and comes stocked with lots of great accessories like winches, roofs, USB charging ports, handguards, and more. Work smarter and play harder with CF Moto. Stop by Power Lodge in Ramsey or Onamia to see why CF Moto is the fastest growing brand in the power sports industry. All right, we're back. Just got done talking with Karen McTavish, and I'll tell you what, she is a riot. Yeah. This lady's got energy. And, uh, but uh, good for her, boy. She uh, just congratulated her on, on her passion and her success for her passion. That's a pretty, pretty good deal. Good for her. Well, now we're going to go switching from musky fishing to largemouth bass fishing or smallmouth bass fishing. That's what happened. Uh, who is there? Brandon, Brandon Paul, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. And Jer, Jer Zitloff, are you there as well? Yes, sir. All right, Jer and Brandon, you guys, you guys, I didn't have a met you, but I know all about you now because everybody who loves fishing knows about you guys. You guys just won the Blackfish Classic on Lake Minnetonka, won ten grand. let us start with the money. Where's the money now? Is it still in your pockets? Thankfully, oh. yes. <laughs> <laughs> One guy says yes, and the other guy had to hem and haw for a little bit. <laughs> Him and yeah, Hoffman. well, I mean, it's it's there now, so it's kind of, it's nice to have it back, and uh, you know, it, it it takes a little bit to win one, and it finally, you know, everything that you fish and get fifth or thirteenth or don't cash a check or whatever, it, it makes up for it, man. So let's talk about how you got started in this game. Where are you guys from, Brandon? We'll start with you. Give us a little bit about your background. Um. In Excelsior, pretty like about a mile out of Excelsior, uh, in between Carson's Bay and St. Albans Bay. Uh, pretty much fished out here my entire life, as far as I can remember. Ice fishing and doing little fun tournaments when I was old enough to take out uh, my dad's boat, and he'd let me take it out. 
and we would go and there would be some little fun tournaments that we would do out of Goose Island, kind of over by Spring Park. That must have been when I was around 16 or something, and then uh, finally slowly progressed into in a little bit of tournament fishing. I had some buddies that were fishing in tournaments, and they kind of talked me into starting to do it, and kind of just went from there, you know, here and there, fished a little bit, and started to get more serious about it as time went on. So. All right, Jerry Zitzlaw, tell us about your background. Yeah, kind of the same. I grew up in uh, Minnetonka, kind of right down the street from Brandon. Actually didn't know Brandon until probably a handful of years ago until we started fishing together. But, yeah, grew up fishing. Um, always loved to fish. Fished a lot up in Canada and, and, and Lake Minnetonka as, as well, obviously, and quickly became pretty much my favorite lake. I think that speaks volumes of Brandon as well. Um, challenging lake to fish, and the more you fish it, and the worse you do on it, the more you want to fish it, and it becomes a, an addiction of sorts anyway. And so when me and Brandon started fishing together, it just became one of those things where it seemed to work really well. We seemed to be able to finish around the top 10 most of the time at any given you know, tournament we would do in the summer, and that kind of snowballed into uh, really focusing you know, on uh, the blackfish when it started. Good for and you. It was always really our favorite tournament, and we kind of set our scopes on that a couple of years ago and haven't taken them off. All right, Jerry, hang on a second. You're, you're on a speakerphone, I think. So whatever you're doing, keep your, your mouth fairly close to the speaker, whatever, and, and don't move around too much, okay? Uh, okay. Now, listen to both you guys, Brandon, Brandon Paul and, and Jerry Zitzloff. They won the Blackfish Classic. I can just tell by your voices that Brandon is the guy who needs a haircut. Am I right? No. Oh, you got to no, be kidding me. <laughs> I saw your photographs, and I thought – uh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, one one looks like he eh, he needs. You a, had a fifty fifty chance, yeah. and he screwed it up. <laughs> interesting. Hey, listen, now you guys when you guys uh, came up with like twenty one point five, twenty one point seven, or something like that. Second place was not more than a tenth of an ounce, or something less for second place. That must have been freaky to stand there. Were you first to weigh in, or was the other guys first to weigh in? Who came in second place? Um, we were actually we were first. the first to weigh in, yeah, to weigh in out of the two teams that had 21 pounds or just over, um, and it's, I know Schultz, Eric, and I kind of know Corey, his partner that he fishes with, and then, uh, you know, so it was kind of, it was good to see those guys creep up behind us, but yeah, I've seen the sack he had when he came up and he wasn't shortly actually behind us in the weigh-in line, and it was a little nerve-wracking to see, you know, it was, that he had a pretty good bag and that he might have was going to sneak it away from us again. Um, He's done it before, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was, so I fished in 2018, the first year that I had it, and ended up getting third, and I was leading, I was first flight again, so... We came in, and I actually led about three-quarters of the tournament until, like, the last ten boats that weighed in, and then somebody weighed in just a touch more than I had, and then somebody weighed in just a little bit touch more than what they had. So it was, uh, <laughs> it's tough it was to, kind of, yeah. Tough to swallow. I yeah. guess you could say. Go ahead, Mark. 
Yeah. Did you guys have, you know, five clear big bass or was it, was it, did you have to him and haul about which one to keep or were you catching a lot of bigger fish? You know, our um, scale didn't work. Oh no. <laughs> so we didn't have a scale in the boat besides a, a balance scale, you know, so, but we could tell just by size. I mean, looking at them, we ended up with five big ones and we didn't catch a sixth big one. So we never had an opportunity to go, Oh, we don't know, you know, this one's too close. We don't know which one to, to call. We literally caught the five fish we needed and the five fish that we weighed to win it. How soon did you catch those five fish? And you're in the water for what, for eight hours, six hours? How long are you on the water? Oh, well, we caught the first two at our first spot, and we didn't have the last three until our last spot. Wow. So we, we caught the three winning fish, well, the three fish that contributed to the winning bag, um, in a row with about an hour, hour and 20 minutes to go. Do you know if anybody else in the tournament had been to that spot already? Yeah. I doubt it. Yeah, there was, I, well, I heard both yes and no. Um, I heard guys started there in the morning and then there was a few guys that went through, that went there periodically through the day. Um, and then after we actually, after we left to go into weigh-in, we left probably with 20 minutes or half an hour to go. We'd went and just tried fishing some docks and up shallow. And I had actually looked over my shoulder and seen that there was two boats that had cycled in and out of there by the time that we had left and gone through the channel to go to weigh-in. Wow. So. Yeah, cool. Speaking of that, just uh, without giving specific spots, are, are the are the largemouths, are they uh, a little bit deeper now in the summer? Are they off the weed lines, or are they still cranking around in the shallows? I mean, I mean they're, they're everywhere in between. Yeah. yeah. How you want to fish and the style you want to, you know, if you want to go fish deep all day, you can find fish deep all day. Mm-hmm. If you want to go fish in three feet of water, you can go fish in three feet of water. But it really depends on... Knowing your depth zones and the presentations you use in each, I guess, and then whatever you want to focus on. There's no right or wrong if you know what you're doing. You guys, uh, which which flight were you in? What first. was that? You were in the first flight? Yeah, but we were both six. Okay. Uh, I, I, was yeah. there for, I was there for the whole thing when the first flight came back in. Adam Griffith was in the same flight with you guys then. And and yep. Mark and I, I wasn't on the show last week. I, I was out and had something going on. But Mark and Sam had Travis Frank on the show last last week, and he was saying that he drew 98. You know, and I thought, well, that's not fair. Well, I think it was order and sign up. So he got oh, 98 because he was the 98th to sign up. Oh, so these guys, right? you guys were on the ball and signed yeah. up right away. Well, funny story uh, about that is we actually, we actually got in the tournament off, off the, like, second wait list because – we had some technical difficulties when the actual registration occurred. Oh, no. And so we ended up missing the registration, not getting in the tournament, getting put on the wait list. And then we didn't get drawn for the for the 10 wait list teams. And then someone dropped out, and then we were actually slid on. you got to be kidding me. That's, <laughs> nice. like, that's like John Daly winning the British Open. He was number seven or something like that to, to wrap that thing up. How important is that uh, the boat's going out? Uh, Whatever, how many flights were there, and how important is it to be on the first flight as compared to the sixth, seventh, or eighth flight? Uh, I mean, it's, it's all in your starting spot, I guess, because you know you got a hundred boats going out, and you got to think that there's possibly 
you know, two to maybe four boats that have found the same fish that you have found. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? So you, it's, it's, I feel it's important to have a good boat number and get your spot. Now, if the fish bite or don't bite, that's a totally different story. But I know other guys were went out right away, and they were second or third flight, and they caught some fish, you know, in their starting spot. They were able to get to it and actually get a few fish off of it. So it, it all depends. I think it's which way you want to look at it or take it. Um, you know, I tell well, you what, I was, uh, this is the first fishing tournament that I've ever gone to. And I thought it was extremely well run from what I know. And it was, everything seemed very well organized. The weigh-ins were fine. Everything seemed to be working just perfectly. What do you think about Blackfish and their organization? It seemed like a pretty good spot, pretty good organization, pretty good fishing tournament to me. It, it, it's been it our is. favorite tournament. I mean, as far as we can as far as we can say, we were super bummed and we didn't initially get in because we love this tournament. Um, we fished it the first year when it, when they started, and the spread is just it's amazing. I mean, they give you free shirts, goodie bags. There's a buffet for the fishermen after the weigh-in. I mean, it's very professional. Everything's live stream. I mean, as far as me and Ben and the concerned, it's a top-notch organization from you know the top down and the way they handle themselves in, in, in the entire tournament as a whole. I think we're really impressed with and one of the reasons that we fish so hard to win something like that because in our eyes, you know, with guys coming out from all across the state and other states to compete, um, it's one of the, you know, bigger tournaments, you know, that you could win on Tonka that's public. Yeah, good for you guys. I'm glad you said that because Blackfish is one of our sponsors, so you did really, really well. I'll tell you what, we gotta, <laughs> we got to let you guys go. Brandon Paul, Jared Zitzloff. Congratulations, Congratulations on you, Ben. Man, that's a big deal. I, I just think it's the pressure and all that kind of fun. Thanks for being here. Congratulations on one of the uh, the Blackfish Classic, and keep on going. I'm going to follow you guys, and uh, we'll have you on again. Promise you. All right. Thanks for Sounds having us. Thank you very much. Take care. Keep yep. fishing. Keep, keep fishing, boys. That's a cool deal. Okay. Yeah. Good for them, man. That's that's fun. Can you picture having? That's home cooking, though. They're both from Excelsior. Yeah. You got yeah. another list? Well, I mean, Travis too. It's like. Uh, there's probably a lot of spots that you only know if you if you fish that lake a lot. Well, you know like, what I mean? It's like what's his name who won the bass fishing tournament on on Malaysia. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Uh, the guy with the mullet, the uh, long hair guy. Uh, yeah. Yep. These guys know who he is anyway. But uh, that's a cool deal. Anyway, what do you got, Seth Mark? Seth Fighter. Seth Fighter. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we have a couple shout outs. Thanks everyone for writing in. Uh, we have one from Corey Bechtold, Immaculate Tackle. Looks like he's out there, like always, kicking butt. Uh, Landcastle Summer Extravaganza, one of our sponsor says we're in the final stages of preparing for our sixth annual event biggest ice fishing show of the summer come on out and do please go to landcastle summer extravaganza uh it's a great time and also our other um sponsor balsam beach resort says miss you guys i was there of course a couple weeks ago and they sent a picture of an absolute monster muskie this kind of stuff is killing my son nick because Everywhere we go, people send pictures of giant fish from that exact location. After you left. After we left. Or before we left. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the key. And, um, yeah, hopefully I can get Nick on some big fish. You're going to post that, aren't you, on the Facebook page? But check uh, that It's one on out. the comments. You can look at, at our comment section on the shout-out, and you can see the picture of that muskie. Um, they did a good job of holding it out front because it looks taller than all the people, but um, looked it's like, a monster. Look like... Um, Charlie Barron's uh, holding out a baby, right? Yeah. yeah, one of those things. Hey, thanks everybody for listening for the Four Outdoorsmen. 
Got a thanks to uh, all of our sponsors. We appreciate you guys, obviously. Brandon Paul, Jared Zitzloff, the Blackfish Champions, and Kara McTavish, the big monster uh, musky lady. They call her Musky Mania. There we go. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Mark's got something to say. Get outside and make some memories.